This episode of Brailcast Extra is made possible thanks to a grant from the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust. For more information about the Trust, visit its website at wcmt.org.uk. Welcome back. Coming up this time, an introduction to Braille Music, a session recorded on Tuesday the 24th of November 2020 and introduced by Holly Scott Gardner. Just give people a minute or so to join if anyone else wants to come in. But thanks to those of you who are already here for our introduction to Braille music um, session. So just a quick reminder that we are running this in line with our moderation policy, which you can find on our website. Um, We're also recording this event and it will go up on the website along with some notes which I sent out to those of you who were on the forum earlier today. You don't need the notes to be in the session but for those of you who maybe already have them then you might want to take a look at them along with this. Um, I will be talking towards the end of the event about future things that we're running, so future sessions, um, some pre-Christmas sessions and some after Christmas stuff. I'll also be talking about the equipment that the Brailleists are giving away. So if you're interested in any of that, definitely stay right to the end because you will not get the information otherwise. So I will be, everyone will be muted during this event. Though if you do have questions, you can raise your hand. And to raise your hand, you hit Alt-Y on Windows. Uh, I'm going to need someone to come in and save me and tell me what the Mac command is. Option Y on Mac. <laughs> and star... Star six. 9. Oh, star 9 on the phone. There you are, there you are. Yeah. I, I will remember this by the end of next year, um, but at the moment I clearly don't. So, yeah, if you want to ask a question, then raise your hand. And Ben, who you just heard speaking and <laughs> reminding me of what the commands are, will call on you and help you get unmuted just so that we don't have loads of people's audio bleeding in one way in the event just because obviously we need to be able to hear the main speaker so James Bowden is here James is Braille Technical Officer at the RNIB but today he is going to be talking us through the basics and a nice introduction to Braille music so hello James thanks for joining Cool, we seem to have your audio now, so that's great. Um, So I don't know if we want to give people a couple more minutes, but are you happy for us to get started? And do you have anything, you know, you comfortable with people asking questions during the event? Absolutely, yeah, go for it. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm just going to check the time quickly. But here we, we should have everyone in by now. So I think if that's everything, we can get started. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Holly. So this is a a very basic introduction to Braille music. And one of the problems of doing a session like this is um, ideally you need an instrument. Ideally, you need something to write with. And ideally, I would know what your individual musical abilities are. Um, Some people are just at the beginning, which is great. Some people have done 17 years and semi-professional or whatever, and there's a whole range in between. Um, So we'll see how we go. And if anybody does have any questions, please do raise your hand and uh, 
moderators, feel free to interrupt me if there's lots of hands coming up. That's great. So, Braille music was actually invented by Louis Braille, just like the literary code we all use. And Louis Braille himself was a musician. He played piano, he played organ, and he played the cello. Quite remarkable, really. And, you know, one person, uh, a teenager when he actually invented the Braille system, also invented the Braille music system, again using just the same six dots, and effectively you reassign all the Braille cell combinations to have musical meanings instead of textual meanings. And we'll see some of that later on. Braille music gives opportunities to learn music independently, to study scores, and basically to give you all that independence that you don't always have just by listening to somebody else teaching you by ear. Unless you're a vocal musician, i.e. a singer, most music has to be memorized because you can't really use two hands on an instrument and two hands reading a score at the same time. Um, but still, braille music is a very useful tool. Braille music can be used for the most simple tunes. We'll be doing some of those later on, you'll be pleased to know. Um, right the way through to piano music, through vocal music. You can even do a full orchestral score, should you wish. Um, but uh, it depends how much shelf space you want. So, one little word of warning if you have the handout um, and you only have a speech synthesizer with your uh, with the handout, some of the examples will sound incredibly strange because it's very difficult to describe braille dots when you don't actually have a braille display to view them. So I will be going through them and if you want to write them down, uh, please feel free. So, Let's get started. The most basic thing you have in music is notes. They can be short ones, long ones, high ones, low ones, etc, etc. But basically notes is possibly the most important thing you have in a tune. And the basic note that one starts to learn is called a crotchet, or in America it's called a quarter note. And in Braille music, a crotchet C is represented by what we normally think of as the TH sign. Um, and I've got a keyboard here, so there's a C just for fun. And then moving up the scale, the letter D, the note D rather, is the WH sign. The note E is the ED sign. The note F is the ER sign, and G is the OU sign, and the note A is the OW sign, and the B is the letter W, and then we're back to C, which is the TH sign again. So TH, WH, ED, ER, O-U, O-W, W, 
and then back to TH. I hope I haven't fried anyone's brain quite yet, but they are different, very different for, for, from the literary um, code. Also in music, as well as notes, you have what we call rests. That's time when you don't play. And uh, someone once said about a, drum, a drummer, it's sometimes the, mo the notes you don't play which are the most important ones. So a crotchet or quarter note rest is represented in braille music by the, by the letter V. Very interesting. So we've learned eight signs. The seven notes C to B, T H W H E D E R O U O W and W, and the rest for a crotchet is the letter V. Okay, now in print music, the pitch of the note is shown graphically on what they call the stave. So in print music, you have five horizontal lines, one above the other, and you put little black blobs on them basically to show how high it is and how low it is. Now in braille music that's obviously not possible so what we have instead of going up and down is we have a series of what we call octave signs and there are seven octaves on a conventional piano just over seven octaves in fact and the bottom C is what we call the first octave C and then the second one is second octave C, third octave C, fourth octave C is middle C, and so on and so on and so on. I'm only going to teach you one of the octave signs, that's all we need for now. It's the middle C, or the fourth octave C, is dot five. Dot five is the fourth octave, the middle octave on the piano, this kind of pitch. And octaves run from C to the B above. Now it's really interesting to me that although Louis Braille lived in the early 19th century, electronic music has adopted exactly the same kind of octave scheme as Louis Braille used, but it did it a century and a half later. I find that really, really interesting. It's another instance of where Braille was well ahead of the mainstream, if you like, technological world. So you could say you could say that Braille is a little bit like shorthand and text speak. And we know that V space GD is very good, but it took the text world, as in the texting on your phone, you know, over 150 years um, to realize that. So we're ahead, which is really good news. Right, music is divided into what they call bars or measures and in print you have a vertical line that goes across the five horizontal ones and in braille we just have a space that's quite an easy one to learn the space as a bar line often there are four crotchet beats in a bar and we'll call that time signature four four and we represent that as the ordinary numeric indicator or number sign followed by an ordinary number four dots one four five like the letter d and then a lower four like a full stop so dots two five six so that's 
just like number four full stop if you like and that means four four time one two three four one two three four and so on right that's enough signs for the moment let's have an example so i'm going to dictate this example literally um, which could sound completely random but i'm doing this for those who are writing things down so start with a number sign the letter d and the lower d and a space and then a dot five ed wh th wh and a space that's four beats all of which are a crotchet that makes a whole bar four four crotchet beats in a bar so that's a space there then ed 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 and then v and a space wh 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 and then v and a space ed ou ou and a v and that will do us for now and let's see if we can play this so we have a time signature of four four that's the number sign d lower d and then we start with a fourth octave that's the dot five ed sign now that is the e crotchet so it's that note and the wh is the d so we're going down the th going down again to the c wh back up new bar don't worry we don't have to play a new bar then we've got ed 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 so that's really exciting music then you've got a rest three WHs at three Ds and then another rest and then EDOUOU is EGG so I'll play the whole thing together and we have this amazing tune And there we go, our first little tune in Braille music. Are there any questions so far? Uh, so we have a question from Jess, uh, who uh, is our only question for now, but happy to come to other ones. Uh, yeah. Hi, Jess. You're unmuted, Hello. Jess. Hi, James. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm okay, thank you. Um, sorry, I, I think I've cleared myself up now because you it was when you were saying the notes and I wasn't quick enough to write them all down no I think I, because it was the d that I was missing uh, and when you were doing the tune you said it was the w eight um, sign yeah, so I've filled in yeah. the blank now so I think I'm all right but all right did you say something at the beginning about a handout if you can get to the chat window, I've just put a link to the handout in the chat window, if that's any use to you. Wonderful. Thanks, Matthew. All righty. Any further questions or shall I continue? No other hands for now. So Brilliant. I think we're OK. Good to carry on. So then, not all music 
has every single note exactly the same length. You would get very interesting tunes if you had to play every note exactly the same length all the time. It would sound a bit like a machine. So the next note length we're going to learn is what we call the minim, or two-beat notes, or as the Americans call them, half notes. Two quarters make a half. And from C up to B again, a C minim is what we normally consider the letter N for November. One, two. The D is what we normally consider the letter O. An E minim is the letter P. A, an F minim is the letter Q. A G minim is the letter R. An A minim is the letter S for Sierra. A B minim is the letter T. And then we're back to the C, which is the N again. So you can mix crotchets or one note, one beat notes and minims as needed in your tune. And just for completeness, there is a two beat rest or a minim rest or a half note rest. And that is represented by the letter U. So you have U for a minim rest and we've already seen V as a crotchet rest or a one beat rest. So then that's enough new signs for now. Let's see if we can make another tune. I'm going to dictate it again for those who don't have the handout and it might sound very strange but bear with me. Let's go. Start with the number sign or the numeric indicator, the letter D and the lower D. That's our time signature of 4-4 four, four, and then a space. Dot 5 as our fourth octave. And the first bar reads TH sign, TH sign, OU sign, OU sign. And then a space, we've had four beats there. The, th the next bar has only got three notes. OW sign, OW sign, and then the letter R. Because R is a minim. That makes four beats. So we'll have a space there. The third bar reads ER, ER, ED, ED. And a space. And the fourth bar's only got three notes again. WH sign, WH sign, and the letter N. Okay, let's see if we can play this very well-known tune, I hope. So we're in 4-4 four, four time, so that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4. And we're starting on 4th octave C crotchet, the TH sign, the C crotchet. And we've got two of those. And then we've got the OU sign, which is the G. We're still in the 4th octave, so we're going up. C, C, G, G. Anybody guessed the tune yet? Um, OW sign is the A, so two of those. And we have an R. Now that was the G minim, so 
three, four. So put that together. And I think you can probably guess the rest. F crotchets, two of those. E crotchets, two of those. D crotchets, two of those. And then a C minim. Put it together, we have this thrilling little tune. Amazing piano playing there. Oh, we have another line. No, I don't. I don't have another line. Um, I was misreading there from my speech since. I'm sorry. But the question is, can you complete the tune? I shall leave that as an exercise. Now, I should say, so far, I've only kind of given you sort of a first line of a tune. We haven't actually covered the whole tune. There is a special sign that you get at the end of a piece. In print, it's called a double bar. So it's two vertical lines instead of just the one between the bars. You get two vertical lines at the end. One of them happens to be a thin one and the other one happens to be a thick one, but we don't need to worry about that too much. So at the end of the piece, we write the sign for a double bar, which sounds completely random. It is GH sign and the letter K. So it does look quite an interesting sign, and um, you read those two together, and that means end of piece or double bar. So if you're going to try and write the whole of the piece, the last bar, which would be 2D crotchets and a C minim, translated WHWHN, you then immediately write GH sign and K. All right. Any questions or is everybody OK or have I frazzled anyone's brain yet? No questions at the moment. No questions. Everyone's That's baffled and silent. Okay. This is amazing. So let's take it a little stage further. We don't just have to have notes which are one beat long or two beats long. We can have a note which is four beats long. Now they're called semi-breves, or in American terminology, they're called whole notes. Two halves make a whole. And again, running from note C to note B, these look like this. The C semi-breve is the letter Y. The D semi-breve, that's D for four beats, is the letter Z. The E semibreve is the AND sign. The F semibreve is all six dots, the four sign. The G semibreve is the OV sign. The A semibreve is the THE sign, T-H-E. And see if you can guess the B semi-breve is the with sign back up to C, which is a, the letter Y again. So they last four beats. And sometimes you might need a note which is 
three beats long. So let's do those. What you have is a two-beat note, a minim, so N-O-P-Q-R-S-T, and you put a dot three after it, and that's called a dotted minim. It's the same in print music. They write a minim, and then they put a little dot after it. So a three-beat C would be N immediately followed by a dot three. Okay, enough new signs, time for another tune. Again, I'm going to dictate this. Apologies if this is rather slow. I'm doing it for the benefit of those who don't ha yet have the handout. So we start with the number sign or a numeric indicator, whichever you want to call it. The letter D, the lower D, our four, four time signature, four beats in a bar, and then a space. Now this tune is interesting because I'm starting it with a rest, a crotchet rest, which, if you remember, is the letter V. So I haven't yet put an octave sign because you can't really say a fourth octave rest because, well, it could be any note. Rest are silent. After your V, then I have my dot five for fourth octave. And then we got some notes. TH sign. ED sign, ER sign. So that's now four beats, the V, the TH, the ED, and the ER. So that's a whole bar. Let's do a space. And now I've only got one note in this next bar. It's the OV sign. So that's a G semi-breathe, four beats, a space. And we're going to repeat those two bars. So write them out again, V, T-H-E-D-E-R, don't need to put the octave sign the second time, then a space, an of, and another space. How do we play that? It goes like this. So four, four times, so one, two, three, four, rest, fourth octave. Two, three, four, off. Anybody guess the rest of the tune yet? So the next bit we've got a V for another crotchet rest. T-H-E-D-E-R space. And then two minims. R, so that's a G minim. P, that's an E minim a space. Next bars, two more minims, N for November, P, and then another space, and the final note is the letter Z. So that goes rest, Could play the whole thing a little bit faster now. And again, for those who are very, very interested, you can have 
can you complete the tune as your homework? Oh, I've actually written another line. I've written another line out here because it's got a dotted minim. That's why I wrote the third line. So we've got V, E, D sign, E, D sign, W, H. And then we've got a C semi-brief, it's the letter Y. Two minims, an E minim and a G minim. P, R. And then this bit, one, two, three, four. So that's a G crotchet followed by an F dotted minim. There it is, Q and a dot three immediately afterwards. So there we go. That, I think, is probably enough signs to be getting on with. Um, I don't want to completely frazzle people's minds. Um, but if you have any further questions, I'm sure we can tell you the signs. We can do sharps and flats and staccatos and pianos and fortes and crescendos and everything else you get in music. But we don't need to go into all those details right now. Are there any questions? Uh, yes, so uh, we have a question from Rita. And uh, Rita, you should uh, have a... Hello there. Hello, are. how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, this is all very interesting, quite new to me. Um, when you're writing a piece of music and it's your line is longer than the line of your paper. Aha. Do you make a continuation sign? You absolutely do, and you've even got the right words for it. I'm very impressed. So <laughs> this is just a bit like mathematics. You use a dot five at the end of the line. Um, and, of course, the dot five is the octave sign, not fourth octave, but you can't have fourth octave nothing. So it means something else when it's just right at the end of the line and that's the continuation sign just like you can do in very very long numbers if you wanted to it's like a hyphen if you like yes yeah great thanks and the other thing you do with this is you you generally split at what they call a logical point so just like in in ordinary text you you hyphenate at, at appropriate places you wouldn't write for example a hyphen new line p p r o p i a t for appropriate you can't hyphenate there you'd have to write a p hyphen appropriate the same is music you would normally hyphenate between the beats so let's assume i had lots and lots and lots of notes in a bar let's assume they were grouped into fours so you would you would break after a pattern of four yeah that makes sense cool Great, thanks for that. You're very welcome. Anybody else? Yes, so we have uh, another question from Jess. Hey Jess, you're good yeah, to go. go for Hello it, again. Hi Jess, how are you going? Hi, um, yeah, I'm really good. I'm, I'm loving this, James. Thank you so much. But um, I'm just looking back over my notes and um, you know the first ones where you went through and you started on the C, which is, TH yes. sign. Yep. And then the C at the other end is that also the same. TH. Exactly right. It's yes, because all C's are C are called C's. 
Yeah. They're all called C, um, and we all use the same sign, but they're in different octaves. So I've only actually yeah, told so you the fourth uh, octave sign, which is dot five, but we'll actually teach you another one now. So the third octave sign, which is that one down oh, there. Hold on, I need to get so I can write it. Ah, do you want the whole set? <laughs> oh, yeah, if you don't mind, that would be lovely. Okay, here we go then. That one. First so what are they called, though? They're just called octave... They're called octave signs, yeah. So this is the first octave, or octave one. It's the first C that you have on a full-size conventional piano. Yeah. Right at the bottom. There's a couple of notes before that, but don't worry about them. And that's represented by a dot four. First octave. The second octave, which is that one, still in the bass... That is the second octave, and that's dots four, five. Sorry, I'm a bit slow. No, don't worry. Dot. So the first octave is dot four. Yeah. The second octave is dot four, five. Four, five, yeah. And you can probably guess what the third octave is. <laughs> dot four, five, six. Four, five, six. Yeah. Yes. Um, four... So, so far, so good. Yeah. We already know the fourth octave is dot five. That's the easy one. The middle C is the middle dot. That's the easy That's one. That's like your regular octave. That That's your regular you middle would... octave, yeah. And now we're going into going up into hyperspace a bit. Fifth octave, you know, the higher notes for the sopranos, is dots four and six. And then the sixth octave, which is getting into quite high territory. Yeah. <laughs> is dots five and six. And there's only one left, which you can probably guess. Seventh octave is right up here, is dot six. Dot six on its own. On its own. Now... There is a very interesting thing about all those octave signs, which is they are all the right-hand dot combinations. If you look at them, dot four, dot four, five, dot four, five, six, dot five, dot four, six, dot five, six, and dot six, oh, yeah. they are all only using right-hand dots, which is very interesting because they like prefixes. And isn't it interesting how even our contractions, those signs don't actually mean anything on their own. They, they are prefixes in the literary code as well. Really interesting how there's all these connections. So clever. Really, it's really. just incredible. Absolutely great respect for Mr Braille. Wow. My, my, I'm just completely mind-blown by the whole thing. And how you remember it all. <laughs> that comes well, with practice. That comes with practice. Sometimes, as a, as a blind musician, you kind of get a bit jealous of a sighted person who can pick up a piece of sheet music and have a bash through it. You know, as a blind musician, you, you actually have to put in a lot more effort to do that. Yeah, but if you're learning you from, must get from... so much more out of it, though. Well, hopefully, if, if, if you put the you effort in... Do you learn by ear as well? Oh, I'm, yes. I'm... 
Fun oh yes nosy. no no this is this is a very 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 good question um it's a bit like the argument about audio or braille for reading you could say the same about music do you learn by ear or do you learn um f from braille music the answer of course is both um, yeah. depending on what kind of stuff you're learning so um I'll i'm going to play a bit at the end which i could have learned by ear but i learned from braille um the piece i'm currently learning is absolutely not possible well it'll be difficult to learn by ear um, i'm going to try and play a couple of bars of this um, this might go horribly wrong that's enough you're trying to learn that by ear that'll be hard work <laughs> I think it's all hard work. <laughs> <laughs> comes with practice, comes with practice. Yeah. Wow. So you're a pianist. Do you play any other instruments? I used to play uh, a trombone, believe it or not. Oh, wow. And I sometimes play pipe organs as well. The pipe right. organs are interesting because you have to have your right hand, your left hand and your feet as well. Um, organists <laughs> like drummers know that you've got four limbs. Yeah, that's definitely out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> do you do any lessons? Any? Do you give lessons? Not music lessons as such. No. Um, but I, I, I can teach Braille music. Where do you go to learn Braille music apart from here? I was going to cover some of the resources at the end of the session. Oh, sorry. Um, no, sorry, I've jumped skip, ahead. I can skip ahead. I can skip ahead. So there are tutor books for Braille music. Um, one is called Braille Music for Beginners for the Piano. Um, it's written by a lady called Joan Partridge, and that's available from the RNIB. Another book is Focus on Braille Music by Lisette Wessling. Um, Lisette was a singer. She sadly passed away. Uh, very well respected. Uh, I believe that book is available from the RNIB library and it's also available from the New Zealand uh, Foundation. I think they've recently changed their name, so I better get that right before I go too much further with that one. And then, of course, there's all sorts of piano tutor books and all that sort of thing. And if you are studying, for example, grade pieces, all the ABRSM or the Associated Board of the Royal Schools of Music piano and flute pieces are available to download from their website. Great, thanks for that, Jess. Um, we did have a question from Michelle, but Michelle, I noticed that you've lowered your hand, but do feel free to come back in if you have another question. But for now, we're going to go to Tina. Hi, Tina. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, certainly can. Yeah. Um, you know the focus book you just mentioned? Oh, yes. I, I actually bought that because um, I, when I was at school, I did start to learn braille music and um, music because I was really interested in piano. But the focus book, you can't actually get that from, well, you couldn't, not when I ordered mine from the RNIB. I had to order it from the company themselves. That's right. That is correct. So just just so that people know, um, my question is because um, it's my first time joining you, and I didn't. Um, I'm going to get the newsletters tomorrow whenever they come out, and I'd like to have the notes, please, that go with these things. And I've worked out what the 
second and third tune are, but I'm not going to say. I'm going to leave it to the others to work it out as well. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, the, the handout will be available on the Brailists media page. Um, someone correct me if I'm wrong. That's brailists.org forward slash media. Uh, correct. Okay, so let us briefly look at a couple of ways of laying out Braille music. We've so far just looked at single line tunes played with one hand uh, on a piano and it, it sounded a bit basic really, didn't it? But never mind, we've got to start somewhere. A lot of people like to sing in choirs. Well, they did when we, when we were allowed to do so. So how does Braille music deal with vocal music? So what you have is you have a line of the words and then underneath, indented by two, you have a line of Braille music, just like we showed earlier. And then you have another line of words, another line of Braille music, indented to all the way down the page. So that's the, one of the examples we had Oops, excuse me, let me go up the octaves. That tune. You would have the lyrics, which I have written here. Oh, when the saints go marching in, comma. Ordinary Braille. Then underneath we have two spaces. V dot five, TH, ED, ER, space, of sign, space, etc, etc. Braille music. And then you have another line of words, oh, when the saints go marching in, and another line of braille music, etc., etc. So that's how choral music is often written out. Now, it's interesting to note that in print music, you would have two staves, one above the other, and typically four notes on those staves for soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. In braille music, you tend to get just your part. Otherwise, you'll be skipping down so many lines and only having to read one out of every five lines, as it were. One for the words and then four for the music. You can waste an awful lot of paper and skipping over pages all the time very, very quickly. So doesn't normally have the whole score unless, of course, you actually are the accompanist or something like that. So that's vocal music. What about piano music? We've already talked about pianos and organs and things like that. This is a little bit different because we've got two hands. So we need actually to show both hands. And in the modern layout, you have two lines. The first line is your right hand. And then the second line is your left hand. Very similar to the way print music is laid out in that, way, in that respect. On the left, down the left-hand margin, if you like, we put what we call the bar numbers. So the first bar is number one, and then you go one, two, three, four, and then you've got bar two, two, three, four, and then bar three, and so on, as many bars as needed. And they're written typically without the number sign or numeric indicator. Now, the only other signs needed for piano music, which I'm going to introduce at the moment, is the left-hand and the right-hand sign. The right hand sign is dot four six and an AR sign. 
Now, Jess will think, oh, that looks a bit like an octave sign, but you can't have an AR sign. It's not a note. So you can't have a fifth octave, not a note. So they reassign dot four six AR to mean the right hand sign. And the left hand sign is dot four five six AR. So again, for the benefit of those who don't have the handout, here is the beginning of but now as piano music. So line one, I have the letter A and a space. So that's bar one. I've skipped over the time signature on this example, by the way. Um, then we have dot four six AR for the right hand sign. And then we start off dot five, TH, TH, OU, OU just like it was before, a space, O-W-O-W-R, so that's just like it was before. And I could fit more bars along the braille line, but I'm going to go down and do the left hand. So I've only got two bars on this line. Now my left hand, I'm going to indent two, so that the 456-AR, the left hand sign, four five six AR so that lines up with the right hand signs they're one above the other now we need this third octave sign which is dots four five six because my left hand plays a little bit lower than my right hand generally and I'm going to have a C minim which is the letter N and an E minim which is a letter P and then I need to line up for bar two. So I think it's three spaces. And then we've got four notes in the second bar in the left hand, which is the ER sign, the TH sign, the ED sign, and another TH sign. And that sounds like this. Thrilling stuff. So now the challenge having learnt and then separately learnt the real challenge is putting them together now it, it's not just a challenge when you're starting off it can be a challenge when you got quite a lot of the way through as well so here goes Hey, it worked. Brilliant. So line three, we're on bar three now. So I'm starting in the left-hand margin with the letter C for number three. A space, the right-hand sign, which is dot four six AR. Fourth octave, dot five. You always put that at the beginning of each line in piano music and vocal music as well. It is so easy to miss an octave sign and then whiz off into hyperspace when you didn't really mean to. Always worth checking those octave signs. And we've got ER, ER, ED, ED. A space, WH, WH, and N. That's F crotchet, F crotchet, E crotchet, E crotchet, space, or bar line, D crotchet, D crotchet, C minim. And the fourth line, so line up 
the left hand sign 456AR underneath the right hand sign so a couple of spaces and then 456AR third octave sign for the left hand dots 456 and it's all crotchets until the end so we've got D crotchet, G crotchet, C crotchet, G crotchet which is WH OU TH OU and a space F crotchet G crotchet E minim which is ER sign OU sign and the letter P for the E minim now the challenge is to try and play that and learn it together so right hand was and the left hand was putting them together and that's almost how you you kind of learn the piano music you you learn the right hand you learn the left hand you then attempt to put it together and then you practice so let's see if i can play all those four glorious bars of right hand and left hand hands together as if i'm starting out on a new piano about successful. So we have only just scratched the surface of braille music but there's so much more you can do as I said at the beginning everything from simple one-line melodies like that right the way through to complex piano pieces, orchestral works, vocal music, it's all possible in braille music. We've mentioned a couple of the resources, um, braille music for beginners for the piano by Joan Partridge that starts at the beginning and takes you up to about grade two standard most of the pieces there so it is really for the beginners but the concentration is on the actual braille music notation and then we mentioned the Lisette Wessling book focus on braille music which I understand is available from the RNIB library it is not available to buy from the RNIB I think we go to New Zealand for that I'm investigating at the moment if you really want the new International Manual of Braille Music, otherwise known as NIM, um, is your definitive reference book for all, all things Braille music. And that is not a tutor book and it is not for the faint hearted, but I should mention it just for completeness. And we've mentioned the pieces for piano and flute available from the Associated Board of the Royal Schools of Music. So that's at www abrsm.org the RNIB has a library of braille music so if you want to find a Mozart piano sonata or a piece of Beethoven go have a look in the library it may well be there and of course that's the rniblibrary.com site and of course you can also create your own braille music just like we have programs like Duxbury and Centre Braille for making literary Braille files from print, you can make Braille music from a format called Music XML. One commercial program is called Goodfeel, 
by Dancing Dots. That's dancingdots.com. And there's even a web server, which I'll mention, called Braille Muse. That's Braille, dot net, And you just feed it your Braille, your XML file, and out comes Braille Music. Now, of course, as with all translation programs, it doesn't mean to say it's going to be perfect, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great start. More information about Braille Music is available on the RNIB website, rnib.org.uk forward slash Braille Music. so much that was really really helpful information and i was actually surprised um that i remembered a lot of the notation because i am not a musician <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination so i was quite excited that i even remembered any of it so i did learn something when i was at school um which was a relief i don't know if there's anyone who has kind of burning questions before we wrap up i've uh, got one uh Extra question from Jess that we can come to quickly. Hey, Jess. Yeah, go for it, Jess. Hi, uh, Hello. I'm sorry if I'm just too inquisitive about this, but with the octave signs, so if you're in a piece of music and it goes up higher yep. to the next octave, do you, do you put that next octave sign in before the notes? Uh -huh. so, so it really does depend on how the music goes. Um, I didn't want to get into the octave signs quite today, oh, uh, so the octave sorry. sign rules today. Um, but basically, I'm going to say it very quickly. If it makes sense, all well and good. If it doesn't make sense, come and talk to me afterwards, and I'm very happy to okay. explain. Um, yes. If you have, do you know what an interval is? Um, it's the I distance between do, two right okay so if you've got for example a c to a d oh yes right. yes i do know yeah that's a, that's called okay. a second yeah and a c to an e is called a third a c yeah. to an f is called a fourth and so on yeah i do know that i just didn't know the term so if you have a second or a third interval you don't need an octave sign so i could play no octave signs needed. It's just C D E F G A B C D E F G A B C. No octave signs needed. Yeah. This is why I said you you've got to be very careful because you can easily jump into the wrong octave when you don't mean to. If you have an interval that's a sixth, so that's from C to A, if you like, quite a big interval. Yeah. Anything a sixth or above, you always have to put the octave sign, even if it's the same one. Okay, so that's fourth octave. Be the same? So there's a fourth octave C. Yeah. And there's a fourth octave A. Yes, yeah, a sixth. So yeah. if I didn't put the octave sign, you would actually read it as the closer note, which is only a third, you see. C down to A. And, okay. And, and then if it's a fourth or a fifth, that's where it gets really complicated. Right. You know, I think so I I've gone out of my Yeah, my so I didn't brain. want to go into the octave sign <laughs> rules today. But I've I'm more than happy myself. Yeah, but yeah, thank I, you. I'm more than happy to explain um anybody who needs them. Well, That's lovely, so thanks. Much.
All right. Shall we play out with some Mozart? Um, so Can I just ask... A, may I ask a question? Yes. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. Hi. Um, I'm, I live in Auburn in the west of Scotland. Um, and um, just a little bit more about Braille translation, um, translating um, music into Braille. So the... Did you say it was XML? That's right. It's called music yeah, XML. XML. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so where, where do you access XML? You How? can either create it yourself with a score writing program, such right. as Sibelius or Finale or MuseScore or something like that. You can X uh -huh. as, as, as music XML. Um, <laughs> or... Um, you can find sites on the internet which ha actually have libraries of pieces in in music XML. So um, musescore.org, uh, .com, I think, sorry. Musescore.com, I think, has a selection. OpenScore is another one, and I'm sure there are plenty, plenty others. Right. So you, you create XML, and then you use... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting out of my depth here. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. And then you yeah. use a translation program. And do not try and read music XML um, as as it because it's, it's 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 yeah like reading HTML coding. It's not ideal. So you okay. Need pro, you need a program to actually interpret it as actual music and so on. So and, and that so that's where the Braille Muse comes in. That's right. And then you can push yeah. that file into Braille Muse, um, and it will come back as Braille music. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm a you know, member of a choir, or not that we're singing at the moment. No. But, you know, that's really, really fantastic information. Thank you yeah. very much indeed. Thank so you. As I say, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be absolutely perfect when you, when you have uh, an automated translation, just like translated uh, literary Anything. text is, is not yes. perfect, perfect. It's going to be pretty good. You know, and may I just ask one other very quick question? UEB uh, Braille has that altered Braille music? Very little, very little. Good. Yeah, it wouldn't really be a problem, you know. Well, uh, obviously, it affects things in lyrics for, for, and so on, but the actual yeah, music part, sure. it's very little. It's the, more or less that. That's more or less as it was. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. You're very welcome. Looking forward, looking forward to hearing you more out. Ah. Thank you. Well, before you start playing, I'm just going to talk quickly about the equipment that we're giving away, just so that we can cover that and then um, we can play some Mozart, which I'm excited for. So the Brailleists are giving away some low-tech equipment to anyone who subscribes to our newsletter. So it would be amazing if those of you who aren't subscribed to our newsletter can go to the Brailleists website, which is brailleists.org and you'll find our newsletter there. And you can get through our equipment and we have various different things. We have some slates and styluses, which are braille writing frames, some examples of braille paper, um, abacus, which is for calculating mathematical equations um, and a braille learning block. So we are giving away all of these things if you're interested in getting any of those. And if you want to find out what events we'll be running in the future, we are running a labelling event and an event on using the abacus. And you can go to braillist.org slash events to find out all the information about those. 
and I think we're about ready for some Mozart so thank you so much. Thank you Holly. So I'm going to only play a little extract from the middle movement of Mozart Sonata number 17 in B flat major so the beginning of the sonata is in B flat but I'm not going to play that movement because they get very scary. Um, I'm going to play an extract from the second movement which is in E flat and at this stage we've modulated to A flat so even though the original sonata is in B flat I'm going to play in A flat so apologies to anybody's sensibilities for saying B flat and playing in a different key. <laughs> 